Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mama's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, Strong Mom, welcome back to another episode. And today we are debating if women should fast or not, and not really just any women. I really want to gear this episode episode towards women that are trying to create a body transformation, trying to lose fat and gain muscle, and really care about gaining muscle or at least maintaining it as they are trying to lose body fat. So this episode, to be honest, I have been researching for over a week now going back and forth and I really thought that it was going to be kind of black and white if women should or not honestly I've always been on the should not camp but I didn't want to just throw all that out there without really looking at things really looking at some studies seeing other points of view um, on if women should fast or not and just like most things, when I do a lot of research into it, it's really not black and white. There is a gray area. So today, I really want to play devil's advocate on both sides. I want to talk about the what people that are for fasting say and what people against fasting say. And really, where do we find the middle ground? What is, what is the truth? Because most of the time, a lot of claims, there is some truth to them, but it's not the whole truth. Or sometimes um, it can be the be exaggerated. And, and we find that a lot in nutrition, especially when it comes to diets and weight loss, there is um, a lot of treating diets like religion. And, it, and there's some people that are really really uh, married or um, I don't know what's a better word to say, but basically they treat what they believe as a religion. And I will admit I am for macro counting, but I don't think it's the only way to lose weight. And even on top of that, I think that it is a tool to be used for, um, you know, a certain part of your journey. It might not be the best tool for somebody just starting out on weight loss, but I really do feel like it's a great tool for somebody that is wanting to really focus on body recomp. Um, and so that is, that's what it is. It's a tool. It's not a religion. And um, I totally respect you if you fast or you do keto. The things that I really don't recommend or coach women through because I do macro counting and I really believe in macro counting just based on the science um, that I have read for the results that I help women get. So also I really believe in something that is well balanced, but it's not to say that you couldn't reach the some of these goals. Like it's not saying you can't use fasting or keto or these kinds of other diets to reach a goal, but I always want you to come back around and ask, is it the most optimal way? Um, so I want to help you by the end of this episode, really figure that out for yourself when it comes to fasting, because I remember at one point in time, 
because fasting has been trendy for the past, I feel like the past few years, kind of like the same with keto. I almost feel like it's really starting to make a rise right now. That's kind of why I wanted to really do um, some research and really look into it more and then do a podcast episode and share with you guys what I found and then some of my takeaways on what I think now because I feel like it is trendy. So I just lost my train of thought on where I was kind of going with this. But basically, I want you to make your draw your own conclusions. I'm not here to tell you that this is the best way and the only way. And I, I really feel like if somebody comes off like that, especially a coach, without knowing your history, without knowing anything about you, and just assuming that they know what's best for you without really you know, understanding you, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a good coach. And I don't think that you should, um, we should probably be cautious of the people that say, this is the only way and this is the best way. Um, And making these really big claims about what they believe when it comes to nutrition. Um, And so yeah, let's, let's kind of get started. The, the thing that I think also made it harder for me as I was doing research for this episode is that a lot of the fasting research is done on men and obese men at that. And there's not a lot of fasting research done on women and even like trained women, women that are not obese. So that w- that made it a little harder because I do believe that our bodies react different. Men versus females, we have to think about our reproduction reproductive system. We got to think about how we are more sensitive to hormone changes for than men and you know, I don't have to we don't have to look at research even. We can look at anecdotal like just looking at women and men when when two of them go on the same diet or do the same workout plan it's kind of a joke but it's kind of true like you usually the man sees a lot faster quicker results than the woman and it's really frustrating for women and so there has there there must be something different right and how things are affecting us so I think it's really important that when I try to do research for a podcast episode I try my best to try to find things that are related to women because I do really believe that there is a difference and I think that there's enough research and information to know that we are different and our bodies do handle dieting differently. So um, just wanted to kind of come in with that. So that way, when you do listen to people talk about fasting and claim that is the best thing ever since sliced bread, and that is the best way to lose weight and health and all that stuff, is to really look at where is that information coming from? Is Are they like quoting studies that were done on men you know were there any women in the participation of those studies because there are conflicting studies from men and women when it comes to fasting and and um really you know those little details do matter so i am like i said i'm gonna play double advocate and i'm gonna talk about the can't like i i went and i i thought i kind of through my research thought okay what is if somebody is really for fasting what are all the things that they're claiming and then somebody that is really against fasting what are they claiming and took those top points of view and then really kind of dived into that as the you know um i guess my re- like to kind of give me a guidance on on this research so 
the first thing is let's talk about the people that are really for fasting. So one of the biggest claims is insulin sensitivity that they will say. And so a lot of fasting, you see two camps when it's for fasting. You see the ones that are like saying it's the best thing for weight loss. And then you see people that are saying it, using it for health, health benefits. And so one of those big health benefit claims is insulin sensitivity. And yes, it does. It helps with insulin sensitivity, but so does calorie restriction. And I found a study to back that up. So I will post anything that I found in the show notes. So if you want to go read through it yourself, you can. But um, calorie restriction will create insulin sensitivity. So to say that fasting is the best and only way to create insulin sensitivity is is false. Yes, it can, but so does calorie restriction. So if you're trying to lose weight on any kind of diet that does a calorie restriction, guess what? It's going to help improve your insulin sensitivity uh, too. The next thing is boosted fat loss. So... A lot of people will claim that fasting is the best thing for fat loss, that it is that it accelerates fat loss, that even fasted exercise is better for fat loss. So I want to touch into that. And so there was a study um, that it's from the JAMA Network and there was they studied a 16-8 intermittent fasting protocol. And that's another thing, guys, a lot of these studies, I tried to pick ones that were more on intermittent fasting because I think that's the big one because fasting is such a vague, um, it's a vague word because fasting could mean, what is that? Is that like a four, four hour fast? Is that a 30 day fast? Like there's so there's all these different fasting protocols. And so I'm going to try to, if I, you know, talk about anything in here, I'm going to try to not just say fasting in general, we'll talk about like, okay, intermittent fasting or, uh, you know, two day fasting. But most of the things I'm going to talk about today are going to be intermittent fasting, because I think that is the majority of what is promoted for weight loss. And so there is this study and they, um, it was called the effects of time restricted eating on weight loss and other metabolic perimeters in women and men with, with, that were overweight and obese. So these people were overweight and obese, but there was women in those studies. So that was helpful to see. And the study showed that the intermittent fasting um, group lost significantly more lean body mass than the non-fasted intermittent fasting group. And that their, um, the inner the intermittent fasting group was uh, spontaneously had decreases in neat activity. So what that meant was that they were actually doing less um, non-exercise activity through the day, which is any activity that was not intentional as um yeah, so if you do activity that is intentional, that's exercise activity. So this need activity can really add up through the day. And when you look at people that are quote unquote like um, high metabolism or really fast burners, a lot of those people just fidget a lot more and they're very just, they they have a higher need. And so when we diet, um, just on a like little side note, when you diet and you're in a calorie restriction, your body will start to decrease need activity by itself you're not you're not seeing this because all this stuff is like not on purpose so you'll be moving less you'll be like even like to the point like you're blinking less like these all these little movements your body's trying to conserve energy and so they saw that this was happening with this intermittent fasting group and that 
the intermittent fasting group, yes, they lost weight, but they 65% of that weight that they lost was lean body mass. And we don't, we don't want that. You don't want to lose your muscle. Um, also, what's just really interesting is the people that were doing intermittent fasting and not, um, they, both of them had blood marker improvements in both groups. So this is like improvements in blood pressure, blood glucose, insulin, blood lipids. So that's another thing like fasting, they claim like, oh, it's like the best thing for health, uh, improving health markers. A lot of diets will claim this, keto will claim this too. And the thing is like studies show time and time again, it really has to do with losing fat, no matter how you do that. As long as you are losing, when you are losing fat, um, then you are going to improve all your blood markers. So it's it's up to you how you want to do that, but not one way is better than another way. As long as you are in a calorie deficit and you're losing weight, right? So, or energy deficit, I should say. Uh, another thing is, so the fasting had no metabolic advantage, okay? It's just another tool to control calorie intake. And so as you can see, boosting fat loss, it is not better at boosting fat loss. Um, if anything, if you are doing intermittent fasting without any type of strength training and you're not um, eating a higher protein diet, you can actually be losing Body, lean body mass more than not fasting. And so um, this this research that I shared with you, they weren't doing those things yet. I'll share with you in a little bit another, actually, I guess I'll share with y'all right now. There is um, research that showed that when you do, that you can maintain lean body mass while fasting if you are resistant training and eating adequate amounts of protein. But it doesn't seem to be too promising to be the best way to build muscle. So I'm actually going to talk about that a little bit more, but just know like, oh, like if you really, really want to do fasting, which I will share how I would do fasting, I think there is a way for women to do it and, and not lose lean body mass. And it might not be, um, and actually even gain mass on it. So we're, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit as well, but let's keep on the same path that we are. Um, yeah, let's keep on to the same path that we're talking about. These people that are really in that camp for intermittent fasting. The last, uh, claim that I really wanted to touch on that I saw a lot of whenever I was researching was autophagy. And so autophagy is happening all the time. Um, it really what the, what it is, it's a process by which cells break down and destroy old and damaged or abnormal proteins and other substances um, in the uh, cytoplasm, the fluid inside a cell. Basically, your body's process of reusing old and damaged cell parts. Uh, and I kind of already just threw it out there, but this is happening all the time. But these people that are really before fasting, they make it seem like fasting is the only way to stimulate autophagy, and it's not. It's really, it, studies show that fasting is no better than calorie restriction for autophagy, that that the, the act of calorie restriction from the fasting is what is causing the autophagy. So it's not that fasting in itself is is the only way it is just an a way of stimulating autophagy there's other ways you can do this too you can do it with in, intense exercise and regular exercise over time um, even fasting in shorter periods it doesn't have to be like a 24 hour plus fast which when i was uh, 
doing research, I like to also go on YouTube and just like type things in and start, just kind of see what like the ex like quote unquote experts or gurus in these things are saying. And a lot of them were saying like that there's no benefit. There's no the autophagy doesn't really start until like 24 hour fast or 18 hour plus fast or whatever. And it's like, well, okay, when you start looking at studies, like just even calorie restriction causes autophagy. Your body is always going back and forth. Like sometimes autophagy is more than more is happening more in other times and sometimes than others it probably is happening a lot more when you are fasting but it's not to say that something less than a 24-hour fast is not stimulating autophagy or other things like i said you can also stimulate autophagy with coffee extra virgin olive oil turmeric intense exercise and so yeah uh and it's that's you know i i still am on the fence of like i was doing research and um, of the claims that maybe even exercise might be better for autophagy than fasting or like short-term or intermittent fasting. So that is like the big key things that I saw that people were like, oh, yes, for fasting, for fasting is like the autophagy, um, the fat, like, fat loss and the insulin sensitivity and like improving health, blood markers and all that. And so we see fasting through uh, what I just shared that it can be a tool to do these things, but it doesn't mean that it's superior. It's just another tool in the toolbox, um, but it, there's other ways to to get to those things. And a lot of times just even being in a calorie restriction um, is creating those same types of effects. So now let's talk about the people that are really against fasting. The first thing that you'll hear is it's going to screw up your hormones, um, which I still am kind of on the on the camp or fence about it a little bit. I think it really, from my under, from what I've read and researched and some of the studies I looked at, I think it's more of a, a dosage thing. So. For example, you will hear a lot of people say that that is uh, fasting is not good for thyroid hormones. That'll like screw up your thyroid hormones, and your thyroid hormones are, of course, are are um, control like your metabolism. So it's not good for fat loss, especially for women. And so when I looked up thyroid hormones and uh, fasting, a study from 1978 came up, and it was a it showed that a four-day fast depresses thyroid function in obese people without pre-existing thyroid issues, but that refeeding with carbs or a mixed meal of carbs and um, with carbs would increase it, restore it, but protein or fat alone did not restore the thyroid uh, function after refeeding, which I thought was I thought was pretty interesting because that's another thing you hear is that you have to have uh, um, a adequate amount of carbs for for uh, thyroid function, especially for women and, and for our hormone function. I do believe that there is some truth to that. Uh, but what I think is interesting is how, you know, this is a four-day fast they're talking about that that affected thyroid. I, I wonder, and I still need to do more research on that how where is that threshold like okay if you're doing intermittent fasting is that going to affect like if you're you know if you're fasting 16 hours is that going to affect your thyroid hormones or is it just these longer fasting periods and then also because they said it was restored after they started eating carbs so like what if you wanted to do a four day i don't know wanted to do a fast every once in a while just for some type of health or you think it has health benefits or you like doing it 
um, how often, you know, how, how detrimental would that be if refeeding with carbs afterwards would help to restore it? You know, I think it's, I think it's a dosage thing. So, um, this goes into the next thing is about hormone disruption. Uh, there is, there is things to show that it can that can it can disrupt your hormones. It can disrupt your menstrual cycle by affecting kisspeptin, and kisspeptin is something that regu- helps to regulate your luteinizing pulses or like like the timing of your menstrual cycle and the the, the, the just like the rhythm of all that. And, and um, there's been th- like even people were talking about it, but also like. Um, going back and looking at like studies about reproduction and um, in the fasting and all that, I, once again, I feel like it's it's based on a dosage. And so I think long term, like longer fast, yes, it's gonna it's gonna affect your hormones and doing it too often. I think that's another thing is like using thinking fasting is the only approach that you sh- somebody should use and just just like going too hard on it. And I I think that that's where women start to have the shifts and the disruptions in their hormones because we're more sensitive to changes in our calories. And another thing I think that fasting might not be the best thing for women if they are already under eating because it's really easy. Now you're shortening your eating period even more. So the likelihood of you even under eating even more is higher and under eating is that an energy not that that low energy availability is going to affect your hormones and eventually it could disrupt your menstrual cycle and so i think there's a lot more to it than maybe just the fasting part i think a lot of it has to do with the low energy availability and what that can fasting can create that because you're essentially you're not getting any nutrition right um, the next thing that was people against fasting really claim is like the lean muscle loss. And this is something that I was on the fence about a lot is, okay, well, am I going to lose lean muscle because I'm fasting? And, you know, when, you know, there are studies, like I had said earlier, there was a study that showed that people lost lean muscle when they were fasting and that was just doing an intermittent fasting. But the thing is they weren't doing anything else to try to maintain their muscle. So it's the same thing. Anybody that's on a calorie deficit, if they're not, they're not strength training through progressive overload, if they're not eating adequate enough protein, they are going to lose muscle mass. And majority of their weight loss is going to be through muscle mass and not fat. And so it's not, I don't think it's just with fasting, I think it's any time we're in a calorie deficit, but you can counteract that. So you could do intermittent fasting and you could maintain your lean body mass while fasting when you're in resistant training, eating adequate amounts of protein. But there was a study, and this is a really interesting study, and I really enjoyed this study just because it was on uh, females that were trained, and they had there was 21 female. Let me double check this article, make sure in my notes that this is the right study I'm going to be talking about. Okay, no, this is a different one. I think I'm thinking I'm thinking of the keto study that that I had. I, I have another episode that's going to be coming up with a study that was um, with fast with 
uh, resistant trained females and keto and and seeing how that affected their lean body mass and their strength. So never mind. That's not the same study that will be coming out in another episode. But this study was showing that you can maintain your lean body mass while fasting when with exist, uh, resistance training and eating ama- adequate amounts of protein. The, the study is called the effects of intermittent fasting combined with resistance training on lean body mass, a systematic review of human studies. Uh, that'll be in the show notes too. So if you are being smart about it with your fasting, you can you can maintain and even gain. I, th- I think there's a balance there. I think there are definitely some takeaways. So this is, I kind of laid everything out in a very neutral way. And so now I want to give you my takeaways on like how I would approach this and what I think about fasting for women that are not overweight or maybe a little overweight, but not obese and women that are trying to do body recomp, which is gain muscle and lose body fat. So I do think that you could fast appropriately. So what do I mean by that? I think that you could do intermittent fasting. I think you could even maybe go up to 16 and eight, maybe even do a 12 or 14. But I don't think that it is something you should maybe do all throughout your cycle. So I thought it was really interesting when I was researching this, I found a doctor that is, she's really for fasting, but I really like her approach to it as far as women. And she says women have to fast differently. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. Um, Obviously, women have to do something differently because studies are showing that it's better for men than women in the sense of how how we typically see fasting. Um, And she was in her name is Mindy. Let me look it up on YouTube because and I'll have to put in the show notes. So if you do want to like look at her stuff, I thought it was interesting. I'm not personally um, if I was just focused on like health aspects, I had like maybe some health issues, I had some um, insulin issues, uh, blood regulation issues, or some type of just a chronic disease, I might actually look into doing fasting more. But for gaining muscle and losing body fat at the same time, I really uh, are focusing on those two things. I don't think that it's long long fasting is the best kind of thing. Her name is Dr. Mindy Peltz, P-E-L-Z. And so she, her thing is she says that we should, um, we should cycle through fasting with our cycle. So, and this makes sense. So the, if you are not very familiar with your menstrual cycle, you need to get familiar with it and you need to track it. So just a little really quick um, breakdown of that is the beginning of your menstrual cycle from the time you start bleeding till the time you ovulate. That is your luteal phase. That is your low hormone phase. That is when you are most like a man. That is the best time to get, to go hit it hard in the gym, to get gains, to your body can withstand more stress. And that includes like fasting as a stressor. So your body is more primed to be able to do uh, fasting during that time. Now, once you ovulate, your hormones start to rise. This is called your, uh, the, uh, the follic, uh, oh, I'm sorry. The follicular phase, I'm sorry, is the, when you start bleeding till the time you're, you ovulate. And that is your low hormone time. That is whenever you can withstand more stress like fasting. That's when you can get the most, really the most gains in the gym too. And that's your follicular phase. Then from fasting to the to the time you start your period is called the luteal phase. This is the high hormone phase. This is when your body is um, not 
very it's 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 not able to handle a lot of stress and we really need to be nurturing ourselves and our hormones during that time in order for our hormones not to get completely out of whack and for our cycle to be consistent and regular so she recommends not fasting during that time and just fasting during the follicular when you're low hormone and I thought that was a pretty interesting take and that's how I would kind of go about it now I think if you're doing maybe like a 12 hour uh, fast or 12 and 12 that would be okay to do all month or even an intermittent of 16 18 8 but no long-term fasting should be done in the the high hormone phase of your cycle right before you start your period um now if I was to, if you want to incorporate fasting, I think the kind of fasting that women should really think about and take into account if you're trying to do body recomp is not necessarily, like intermittent fasting, yes, but also time-restricted feeding, which is a type of fasting. It just means that you restrict the time in which you're eating, right? So I would really focus on doing getting that done and um, what I mean by that, and that's some. This is some. This is approach that I'm using myself personally, is where you are not doing a lot of snacking because snacking seems to be what I think has been my issue lately. So time restricted eating just means that you're going um, longer in between. You're just eating your square meals, right? So you're fasting in between your meals. You're going three, four hours or whatever between your meals, and you're not not snacking. So I think that has a really that could have a really good effect if you want to do some type of fasting and then doing intermittent fasting um, would be okay. The only caveat I would say is to keep protein high and evenly distributed through the, your feeding window. Um, so no, I wouldn't do like a fast and then just eat once a day. Like I don't think that's a good idea at all for women that are trying to gain muscle. I think that you need to evenly distribute your protein throughout the day within that feeding window. Even if it's eight hours, you can still do that. And then also, I am still on the fence about fasting exercise. I think unless you have been doing it, unless you're not doing a really intense workout, I really don't think you should be going into exercise fasted, especially if it's in the morning, you haven't ate in anything for the day and you've been fasted for more than four hours. Um, and there's some research that I want to share with this on another episode that I have coming, uh, coming out soon on pre and post workout nutrition. So I'll leave it for that. But um, if you were going to do fasting or intermittent fasting to really pay attention to that post and pre-workout nutrition and making sure that you are getting in some type of protein for sure, at least 30 minutes to an hour after you have your exercise, either at least 30 to 40 grams of protein, high quality protein with leucine in it. Um, That is the main amino acid that helps to stimulate protein synthesis. So those are the little caveats that I would do if I was if I was looking into fasting and then also keeping in mind that if you are breastfeeding or pregnant have a history of eating disorders or have some type of chronic health issue or taking prescribed medicines maybe talk, I would definitely talk to your doctor first before fasting and I don't think if you're pregnant or breastfeeding you should fast at all but like I said talk to your doctor if you choose to do fasting 
of any kind, then you probably want to keep an eye out for these types of things, issues. If these things start to happen, then that could be a sign that the fasting is not agreeing with your body and that it actually is affecting, disrupting your hormones. So the first thing is pretty obvious. Your menstrual cycle stops or it becomes irregular. If that happens, obviously you need to back off the fasting or you need to look at it a little differently. Maybe you shouldn't be fasting as long or so often and really make sure, are you fasting around that time of the month right before your period when your hormones are higher and you can't handle stress? Um, another thing is having problems falling asleep or staying asleep. Your hair falls out. That's a, your hair falls out and your skin, um, even, okay, so your hair falls out and, and like your eyebrows, if they start to thin at the end of your eyebrows, those are both signs of thyroid dysfunction or low, th- low thyroid hormones. So keep out an eye out for that. Dry skin's another thyroid, low thyroid issue, a symptom, uh, acne that can also just mean you're, it's throwing your hormones off. You're noticing you're not recovering from workouts as easily. Your injuries are slow to heal, or you get, um, or you get like every bug going around. Like you get sick very easily. Your tolerance to stress goes down. You start having mood swings. Your heart starts um, having heart populations that just means like that pitter pattering or in a weird way um your interest in romance fizzles basically like you're you're just not in the mood um your digestion slows down noticeably and you always seem to feel cold that's another one the feeling cold is is showing like a thyroid low thyroid uh symptom so if you have any of those signs it's a sign that you need to back off if you are fasting. Um, and so I think that kind of sums it up. I hope that you kind of have an idea of, um, you know, fasting and not saying that fasting is not a, a, another tool that you can use in your toolbox, but we need to dial it in and really look at it what it, what it is. It's another tool. It's not some like thing that should be put on this pedestal. It's not like this um, better than thing. It's just another tool. And if it works for you, great. I just don't think long extended fasting more than a intermittent fasting of 16 and eight uh, is beneficial or the most optimal way for a woman to gain muscle and lose body fat and really focus on body recomp. Not to say maybe it can't be done. I'm just saying I don't think it's the most optimal way. And I think if you are really wanting to do fasting, yeah, go for it. But really focus and dial in on those that pre and post workout nutrition and don't let that, you know, work your fasting around that. Um, also, I don't think you should do long extended fasting, especially if you're exercising too, even if your goal isn't, you know, muscle gain, because um, you're going to put yourself probably in a low energy availability really fast, and then you're going to start having these hormone issues. Um, and then also just looking out for those issues that I shared with you guys. But I would I love to hear your point of view. If you are following me on Instagram or Facebook, and you want to drop me a line and let me know what you think about what I had to say, or if you have anything to add about fasting, um, I would love to have a conversation with you. Or if you just really enjoyed the episode, and you haven't left a review yet or a five or hopefully a five-star review yet, you can go ahead and do so. I would uh, really, really appreciate that. But like I always say, guys, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.